It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. And away we go because it's going to be a good show. We'll have the uh, playoff uh, pairings. Brady will have a couple of, uh, I think, interesting questions. Well, just talking uh, about the playoffs the, in general. Yeah. It's, it's the discourse you get every year about this time. So, And I was just having one with, with a friend of mine right. on the way in. He kept texting me complaining about certain teams making it, certain teams not making and it. And I think on the surface it makes sense why people are complaining, but when you look into it, it kind of I think the system works out pretty all right. Yeah, so we'll get more into that, and then we'll we'll have our final top ten um, because once the playoffs start, we don't do the top ten anymore. Yeah, but so this will be the we did a preseason one, we did one for each week of the season, and now this is the season is over. These are our top ten teams. Absolutely. So let's get into it. We'll start first with all the draws, and Dennis, you might have to talk me off the ledge with this. All right, <laughs> we'll get into it in a moment. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. 
Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Homestyle Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. You have uh, better be strapped in because Brady is passionate about this stuff. Well, this is um, this and, is the and, fun and, stuff. It's yeah. finally here after speculating and figuring out what we want and what could happen. We have the answer. And, Dennis, I'm going to be honest. I'm worried about a lot of these draws for our team. And it's not because I don't think there are many unwinnable districts. In fact, you look at it just about every district. Might it take an upset or two for a team to win it? Yes. Is there one where I go, there is not a chance in hell they can win it? No. Maybe it's PTSD from last season. But I'm very worried that some of our really, really good teams could be out as early as the first round and we're sitting in the regional final following two teams. And that's it. Well, I mean, it's a distinct possibility that it could happen any year, but, but this year it does seem like to be are, a little elevated. It's not like <laughs> last year where we went, even though we didn't know Lakeview and Lance Cruz were as good as they were. We thought we were going to get a team out of there. Uh, we thought we, we did sure thought Hamady. that the that the district final was going to be yes. PH and Northern, and we didn't think Hamity was going to wreck havoc. So yeah. those kind of came out of nowhere last year. Like even the D four one with. Uh, North Branch and Cross Lex and Marysville. We thought one of them would get through. And they were tough games. We all thought those were winnable. There are some that are tough. Bless you. Jeez. Excuse me. But let's start. I want to start with Port Huron High because I don't know who from Port Huron High at what point slapped somebody from the state's mother. (laughs) But they, they just never seem to catch a break like Dennis e I mean okay last year was probably the best draw they've had in a long time and unless they were playing each other at the Port Huron area schools man it seems like PH just can never get a a decent first round game as they draw king I mean here are their draws over the past decade or so Lons Cruz last year which was admittedly probably one of the best Northern, and then it was the 20 year where they were in a district with De La Salle, so they got to the final and lost to De La Salle. They won the district in 19, beating Northern and Lakeview, and then before that, they missed the playoffs for a handful of years. It was East English Village, it was Brother Rice, it was the 2011 team that actually had a favorable draw and made it to a regional final, and then De La Salle, Gross Point North, De La Salle, Chip Valley, and we're back to 2006. Yeah, I, I just, you know, it, it's tough. It's not been great. For the Port Huron schools and, and for a couple of other schools in our area because I, I think Mooney runs into this. I, I think when you get up into the to the thumb, uh, you run Well, that's because we have Ubley. Yeah, you, you run into this where somebody's got – just the way the map of Michigan is and the way the schools – if you're going to well, do it by division and there's no other way to do it, 
It's just where the it, other schools in your division are. Is the, it the Port Huron schools kind of, you know, you, guess, you just got to go where it's not going to screw other people up. Maybe I can just make this as simple as possible before we can move on. If you're, like I'm looking at the D3 map, let's say you are DeWitt. You are dead center in the middle of the state. You can go north, you can go south, you can go east, you can go west, you can go anywhere. If you're a D4 or bigger in, or even really D5 or bigger in port, the Port Huron, Blue Water area, you can't go north because there's only cross locks and a bunch of D8 teams. You can't go east. There's Canada. So you're either going west where you have to go a long way before you find someone in your same spot or you have to go south to Detroit. So you don't have as many options to move them. But anyway, let's get into it. Port here on High Draws King. Yeah. The, uh, I, again, I wish again. it would have been basically anyone else. And it's not because <laughs> Port Huron can't play King, but I just – I wanted them to get a little bit of a decent draw. I really thought they were going west when I was looking at it. I liked the way it had all lined up, but they actually split the, the three teams out west. Up, But PH draws king. Good news is it's at Memorial Stadium Friday night. Dennis, you are going to be there. But what do we make of this king team? They are four and five. They're four wins. Detroit Western, Detroit East English, Detroit Renaissance, Detroit Southeastern. All bad teams. There are five losses. Cincinnati, St. Xavier, Carmel, Indiana, who I think has like 5,000 kids in it. Cast Tech, Cast Tech, Cincinnati Molar. Uh, and they got smoked by the out-of-state teams. Yes. The only close game losses in there was Cast Tech. And don't get it twisted. Cast Tech is not vintage Cast Tech this year. They're as rebuilding as Cavs Tech can be. They're a little bit of a step back. But I, I would still garner them as a good yes. team. Um, it's just not the the steamroller that it has been in years past. Yeah, I mean, there there's really not a whole lot from this game that would surprise me. If Port Huron came out and won the game, I would not be surprised. If King came out and won the game, I would not go, oh, Port Huron blew it. This is terrible. I would simply not be surprised. I look at this as as close to a coin flip as you're going to get. Um, uh, I love that it's at PH. Yeah, a, a little home field advantage maybe for PH. Um, but still, you're going to have to play a clean football game. You cannot turn it over. You cannot take penalties, and you cannot get off to a slow start in this one. You don't want to chase this game. You want them to chase you. Now, the good news is I think Port Huron High got about every mistake out of their system that they had last week. Well, the, the good news is the, the coaches know. And believe me, one of the things that I picked up on PH, and we heard this going way back to camp, Mm-hmm. is that their guys this year, they really like them because they're sponges. Mm-hmm. They really absorb information well. You know what the message was today. You know what the message is going to be all week long. They're going to keep reminding them about what went wrong against Marysville, that if you do that against King, King's going to run you out of the 
out of your own stadium. But let's put the positive spin on this. What a better way to announce to everybody that you're a legit school and pay attention to us than knocking off the champ. Then having them come up, nope, King, before you even get started, you're not you're not going anywhere. Your road ends here. Hey, maybe next year you'll have these guys developed and you'll be a power again. Not this year. You're going to have to deal with us because I'm telling you what, Dennis, they beat King. They're going to win the district because it's Gross Point North and Warren Fitz, and I don't think PH played their best game against Warren Fitz, and they still got a two-score win. And then the regional final – it would be a good team, like River Rouge is in there, uh, Southgate Anderson, I don't know anything about them, but they're, they're the one-seed Riverview. I don't think that game, if it's tougher than King, it's not by a lot. Yeah, I, I can't see So you win that how game, it's tougher than King. I think you have a golden opportunity to win the school's first regional title. So I, I just, again, yeah, I look at this and I go – PH could get as far as the semifinals or they could be out in the first round. Yep. And and here's here's the the other weird part about it is you might know by halftime of their first game whether they're going to have a chance right. to win or whether they're out of it. I yeah, I mean this is a tough one for me because I it's hard to determine what King is because all right, let's let's just go look at Castech, their closest opponent. They lost to Southfield. They lost to Montvel St. Joseph's in New Jersey. They lost sure. to Toledo Catholic Central. And here are Cas Tech's wins. Renaissance, King. Mumford, Western. East English, King. So I know these are good teams. They're in no way, shape, or form am I saying Cas Tech and King aren't good teams. But between the two of them, they haven't beaten a team I care about. I, I know, but it, it, here's the other thing about it. like You can't fault King and Cas Tech for the PSL no, being I weaker this but year. But I can fault them. Well, okay, they that, lost that would be like, like saying, you know, let, let's say the, the BWAC were weaker this year. Do we discredit Elmont, Crosslex, those No, you know they're good, teams? but you question how good. Yeah, I mean... And so the, the, where I'm at here is I, I'm less worried about who King has played and I'm more worried about who King is going to play and how are the Red Hawks going to come out and play this football game. Am I going to get the Red Hawks that played Marysville or am I going to get the Red Hawks that played the other eight weeks of the season? Well, I hope they were looking ahead to this game against Marysville and now all their focus is on it and they are refocused after that loss because I'm telling you, PH, if they can get off – to a hot start, win round one, you, they could be playing deep into November. You know, and we also know, Brady, that matchups have a lot to do with it. So how does King match up? Like, we, we know what PH's strengths are. Right. How does King match up to that? Like, uh, Gavin Troy and Amari Holler are quick, but how fast is King? Right. Well, you know, Myuri and, 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 Seppo. and Seppo are big, but how big is King? Right. And that's, those are the answers I don't have for you right now but that should be a fun one can i peg this the most intriguing matchup of the first round of the playoffs for i think our local teams? i think we've got a lot of intrigue i know but like i think if i had to pick one game that you said all right you have to go just go be a fan i think this is the one i'd pick because 
Maybe it's because the one I have the least idea of what's going to happen with. Port Huron High's rival, Port Huron Northern. They are hosting a playoff game. Good job, Huskies. How big is that Mott win now? They are hosting Roseville. And Roseville, if you would have told me after week two that Roseville was going to be coming to Memorial Stadium for a playoff game, I would have said one. Okay, Northern went on. How did Northern get a home playoff game after losing round one? Because Roseville sure as hell looked like they were going undefeated. And I'd be like, sorry, Northern. Ain't going to happen. But what Roseville team are we going to get? Dennis, Roseville beat two MAC red teams. So you'd assume they were a great team. They didn't win the white. Yeah, th- that was they the They lost the, the Lakeview and they lost to Gross Point South. And, and and what I don't know, and I don't want to take away from Lakeview or Gross Point South. Gross Point South, really good team. If you look at their defensive stats, they didn't give up very many points this year. They gave up over 10 one time, and that was to Anchor Bay in week two. Yeah, I mean, so Gross Point South, good football team. And they took it to Port Huron Northern And maybe in, in we week can one. excuse that a little more a la yeah. Marysville Almont now. Yeah. Um, and the Lakeview game, four-point game. What what you don't know about Roseville and that is who's playing from week to week. I grew up in, in that area. I grew up in Warren by Cousineau, and I know week to week you have kids in and out of the lineup because of grades and because of off-field mischief and whatever. It happens at all schools, but – at a school like that, if their dudes sit out one week and you're only losing by four and you're only losing by nine, you're a pretty good football team. Right. Or did they have all their dudes and it's just, I, I, I don't know. Again. Like, were their heads in the game? Like, what happened? Was there a bad, because we've had some questionable officiating this year. Did they get a bad call in one of right. those games? I mean, I don't know. I know Brother Rice was down, but, geez, they beat him 41 to nothing. Yeah, but, I mean, that is as bad of a Brother Rice team as maybe there has ever been. Dennis, they went – Brother Rice went 0-9 and never scored 20 points in a game. Yeah. That's bad. Like, that's advanced bad. I mean, and, and how, how good – How good is, is the rest of the, the white? Like, I, again, I think South and Lakeview are le- legitimate teams – the Utica teams are are down and and they smoked them 101 to six combined, um, and Lance Cruz was not as good this year as they've been in the past, and and that was a 53 to nothing game. Right, um, but, but I think Port Huron Northern the last few weeks, especially with the Mott win, has at least proven that they deserve the respect that they have a chance that we're not going to write them off as I might've done after week five saying Northern's got no shot. I think they have a pretty good shot. And again, love that this game's at Memorial, a Saturday one o'clock kick that you'll also be at. Yeah. uh, I also love that this is a home game. I also love that. I think the Huskies are playing their best football of the, uh, the season right now. That pH game was a kick in the teeth and they've come back from that. They went on the road, and they handled Frazier. They came back home, a Mott game that nobody was picking them to win. Uh, they blew a 20-point lead but figured it out mm-hmm. and and got the win. Then they went and they blew out East Point. They blew out St. Clair in, in Week 9. So they have taken care of their business. They stop the run. So the question is, is how much does Roseville, Roseville throw the ball? And, again, and, and how good are they at doing it? Can't tell you that. 
the last time they were up here for a playoff game, they were pretty good at it. Okay, anything else on either of the Port on schools before we go to the, the bulk of our teams in D4 and 5? Well, uh, again, you look at it and it looks pretty menacing. But I think it's doable. Yes. And, and, I, and I'm just going to approach game one because that's probably for – certainly for PH, that's the tougher one. If they win game one, yes. they shouldn't lose game two. Right. Um, and and if Northern wins, they uh, get a rematch with Gross Point South Game one, like yeah, the, they'll have another tough game, but a chance to redeem yourself um, and and prove that you're a better football team. But just just again, it's like the the De La Salle thing where sometimes they've got you beat just with the name. I don't think don't let the name beat you. And I don't think King has that aura about them this year. Again, is King a really good football team? Oh, yeah. Are they a team that could come up and beat PH by multiple scores? That's probably not out of the question. But can PH beat them? Absolutely. And I think this would be a great way to make a statement and say, we're here, we're ready to make a deep run. All right, D4. Dennis, this was kind of my worst-case scenario for D4. I knew Goodrich was good. I didn't fear them like some teams. I knew Freeland was good. Croslex proved that they could hang with Freeland. The one team I didn't want to see was Harper Woods, and Harper Woods gets called up. Harper Woods takes on Croslex in the 1-4. Marysville hosts Lampfear in the 2-3. And Harper Woods was one of the few teams that could have been reasonably pulled into this district that would have knocked Marysville out of a one seed. And Dennis... Harper Woods is a really good football team, and Croslex going down there, that's as tough of a draw as the Pioneers as they could have imagined. I mean, you're, you're Croslex, and in week nine, you had a 26-point lead. Now, and, and Yale had a 21-point lead, mm-hmm. and North Branch lost by a point. And now all of a sudden, when the smoke clears, you got to go to Harper Woods instead of getting to stay at home and play Lamphere. You know what the funny part is? is and PH upsets, or Marysville upsets PH. Now all of a sudden, all that happens to you. Like that, One thing none changes. Of that, none of that was supposed to happen. One of that changes, we probably have a Croslex-Marysville matchup. I mean, that would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. But I hope we can still get it. I think Marysville can beat Lamphere. This is actually out of... A lot of our playoff games, especially the ones we're doing the picks on, the one I'm feeling most confident about. Like I, li- I really like where Marysville is in this spot. I think they're playing really good. They're playing a team that they went to their house and kicked their butt a few uh, about a month or so ago. Now Lampier has to come up. Just do what you did last time. You'll be all right. And then let the cards fall where they may as for the second round. But Yeah, th- this, is, this is last year over. But only different. Right. Last year, Lamphere came to Marysville. Marysville, I thought, played the best game that they played all season last year, and they beat Lamphere. The rematch came in the the playoffs, and um, they went down to Lamphere, and they they got handled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I kind of thought that that's what was going to come. But this is a different Lamphere team. They're not as good as they were last year, no, and Marysville has already gone to their place and kicked their butt. And now they get them at home. But here's the thing, Vikings. B 
be ready to play the football don't game. Don't do what PhD yeah. to you. Don't come out and think, oh, this is automatic, and be thinking about Harper Woods or Croslex or who you want to play next week. Win this week so you can play next week and, and worry about that. Absolutely. But Harper Woods has some really talented players, and the, and the first one that comes up, Jacob Oden. Uh, for Cross or for Harper Woods, he's a safety outside linebacker. Plays in the back seven. <clears throat> he has offers from. Are you going to read them all? Kentucky, Maryland, Syracuse, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, West Virginia, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Purdue, Minnesota, Notre Dame, Michigan, Oklahoma, Louisville, Toledo, Arkansas, Bowling Green, Eastern, Central Iowa, Kansas, Kent State, Miami, Ohio, Western Michigan, Alabama, A and M, Bethune Cookman, Missouri, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Colorado, Auburn, and Michigan State. And he is a Michigan commit. I wish you would have let me call Jimmy Johns first to see who's quicker. <laughs> Any point being, they have some studs. And I was able to, um, someone actually was able to show me some clips of this Harper Woods team and what I saw. They have a really good secondary. And again, I got the limited stuff I saw. They have a good secondary. I think if Croslex is going to win this game, and we'll talk about it more on Thursday, is they have to win it on the ground. They have to win it running the ball, and they're going to have to win it controlling the clock and, and winning the battle at the line of scrimmage. Well, and, and they've got some big bubbas, so the big bubbas are going to have to be ready to, to bang. And, of course, they got Belly, and they've got Gavin Espinoza. And you know what? Um, throw Herman into the mix because uh, he, down the stretch – He's been a key guy for them, and and if you're going to win a, a, a playoff game like this one, you, you might need that third guy, especially if, if the pass isn't there for you this right. week. And as much as I liked King and Roseville coming up to PH, I hate Croslex having to go down to Harper Woods. I just hate it. Yeah, and I don't Harper like Woods, again, for context, they're the number one seed in the state by playoff points. And they're six and three. Their losses: nine and zero Lake Orion, eight and one Southfield, and Birmingham Groves, who finished six and three. Harper Woods has wins over Stony Creek. Didn't have a great year, but still a big school. Clarkston, who made the playoffs, didn't have a great year, but is still Clarkston and Roseville. And those, all those games were double-score victories. So, Croslex, you have your hands full. But, hey, like we said with PH, atone for those sins of last week, get the wins, and nobody cares about your Week 9 loss now. Because you get through there, like Croslex, or like PH, if Croslex beats Harper Woods, there's not a team the rest of the way I don't think Croslex could beat. If Croslex beats Harper Woods, Dennis... It's a long way to go, and Marysville saying, hey, what about us? I know, but Cross-Lex is still damn good. Pioneers could be thinking, we have a legitimate shot at Ford Field. Just their toughest game might come in round one. Yeah, which, you know, I guess you got to beat them at some point. If you're going to be champions, you're going to have to beat Harper Woods. Get it out of the way now. And there would be a lot of schools around the state very happy yeah. if you could pull that <laughs> That off. would kind of open open things up a little bit. All right, D5. We are one week away from finally potentially getting a Marine City Armada playoff game that we have been hoping for for three years. 
Marine City hosts Richmond. Now, not saying Marine City can just roll the ball out and beat Richmond. This is a Richmond team that's looking for a statement win. And no better time than now. Yeah, R- Richmond needs this win. I just don't know if they can get it. Um, again, Richmond, I think, is much improved from the last season or two. Um, but, again, I'm looking for that big wow win, and I just can't find it. The, their most impressive win so far is Yale. And that turned out at the and time, that, at it the was a time, nice win. Yeah. At the time, you're like, ooh, Richmond kicked Yale's butt. And now it's – Yale was disappointing. Um, uh, Marine City has rolled since week one. I'm now just thinking Marine City had a bad week one. Um, now, I, I you can argue who they play and what's on their schedule. This is a chance for Marine City to really prove that but, it was just a bad week one. But they, they, they kick everybody's butt that they play. So, uh, again, um, these two teams have a lot of history. This is going to be the 10th time they've played a playoff game against each other. And That's Mar- a ton. And Marine City's had their number, what, 7-2? Seven 7-2. And, seven and, and the seven wins are blowouts, and the two losses are nail-biters. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, does Richmond have that extra oomph? Is Marine City as powerful as some past Marine City teams? Maybe not, but Marine City's still pretty good. You still got to go to East China Stadium, um, and I, I I think Richmond just doesn't have that that game that gives me the confidence that they're going to go in there and beat Marine City. Now Armada is giving me the confidence that they're going to go to Lutheran North, and I think they're going to punch Lutheran North in the face. And I'm hoping that this is a quality big win for Armada. Because they've been playing pretty good football, and I know they lost to Corona 31-7. to But, Dennis, I feel very confident. I'd have to look through again. But of every team we have going on the road, I don't think there's anyone I have more confidence in than Armada going to Lutheran North and getting a win. Yeah, I, I, I like Armada's chances in this game, uh, too. Uh, unlike Richmond, who had three, I think, bad losses towards the end, Armada's been the different, different. They've turned the ship around, and they're playing really good football down the stretch. They've probably played much better football the second half than they did the first half of the season, um, and wins over a, a big win on the road at North Branch where they had to come from behind, and they had been losing those games all season long. And then when they played Richmond head-on, head they clobbered them. And then again, Corona. We weren't expecting them to win that game. And they actually played like they played all right, like kept it closer. And from what I heard, that they didn't feel like they played their best game. I'm going on the assumption Corona was playing to win that game and wasn't resting guys because I know the Bauer kids were playing. Yeah. So at least their studs were out. And Armada had a chance to keep it close. Again, no moral victories, but it at least tells me they get a rematch. They're in the same universe as Corona because before then Corona had been absolutely steamrolling everybody. But I, I, I yeah, I like the way Armada's playing football right now. And uh, the the other thing that, and then maybe this shouldn't bother me because Everest is a good program and they're a good team. But they're but Everest program. beating Lutheran North in the in the prep bowl, and I know it was only by a touchdown, 
But yeah, they're they're a D8 team that's playing Allen Park, Cabrini, uh, and Waterford, Our Lady of the Lake. And, and Lutheran North is up in D5, and, and now you're asking them to beat Armada in a playoff game. Well, okay. I just – there's there's the psychological part of me that can't get into that. Well, let's – this is Lutheran <laughs> North, and this is all their wins. So they went 7-2. and two. Their two losses were to Notre Dame Prep, noted good team, and Very Everest, good team. a good D8 team. They have beat St. Clair Shore Southlake, who went three and six. Carleton, who went zero and nine. Clarenceville, who went four and four. Bishop Foley, who went one and eight, because they did beat Shrine. Oh, I thought they went zero and nine. Darn. Um, <laughs> Cranbrook, who went two and seven. Uh, Bishop Foley, who went. Wait, they, oh, sorry, I got I got this messed up real quick. Uh, let me get back to Lutheran North. Where are they? Um, Lutheran North beat Bishop Foley, then beat Cranbrook, who was two and seven. And then they played Riverview Gabriel Richard, who was five and four, and Arbor Gabriel Richard, who went seven and two. Didn't have a lot of good wins. And then they lost to Clarkston Everest. So Dennis, you're telling me the best win for Lutheran North was Ann Arbor Gabriel Richard, whose signature win was Riverview Gabriel Richard, who lost to Jackson Northwest and teams like that. Yeah, I don't know. The, this Lutheran North team doesn't scare me. And if I'm Armada, I'm going in there ready to impose my will and go back to Marine City and go, week one wasn't a fluke. We're going to go prove it, and we're going to win three straight over you. And if I'm Marine City, I'm going, please, Armada, do not duck us again in the playoffs. We want to prove that week one was just an anomaly, and we've gotten it right. Yeah. Uh, we'll... <clears throat> Well, we'll just have to wait and see. Cause, and then there's uh, Richmond again. going, hey, dummies, yeah, like, we're, we're, we still want this. We're still here. We haven't lost yet. I, 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 and I'm more inclined to say that R- Richmond could throw a wrench into it than Lutheran North I right now. You're right. Um, and, 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 I, and, I, and I still think Marine City's the better team, so they'll win that game. And I think we will get a Marine City-Armada matchup. But when I look at it and go, well, who could throw the wrench in? Again, a week ago, I might have said Lutheran North, but now I'm looking at it going, Lutheran North might be the worst team in this. Is that fair to say? At 7-2 and two and they're getting a home game, they're the two seed? Yep. I don't I don't disagree with you. Almont has a home game. This is, <laughs> this is the most lopsided district from top seeds to bottom seeds. The bottom seeds in this D6 district. Clintondale, Clawson. Clintondale would beat Clawson by three scores. And Clawson fluked their way into a three seed. Oh, they the, won the bronze. Ooh, I'm so impressed. They won the bronze, baby. They're a league champ. Well, the bronze champs get to play Warren <laughs> Collegiate. Dennis, if I, gave, if I gave you 59 points, Clawson and 59 points, would you take that? Ooh, yeah. See, the problem, it's playoff time now, so Collegiate's going to pull the plug early. Well, I don't know how many backups they have to play. That's the only thing. No, they'll they'll be in there. They'll put cheerleaders in there before they risk getting kids hurt before they got to go to Elmont for round two. They might go up by 59 in the first half. And then Elmont plays Clintondale. So Elmont and Collegiate will play in the district final. Elmont will play at Richmond on Saturday at 1 just because their field's torn up. I don't know if they're trying to get it right or they're resigned that they're going to be in Richmond for 
maybe the next three weeks if everything goes to plan. But Almont Collegiate, what many people are saying are the two best teams in D6 are in the same district. I And you look at the map, there really wasn't another way to slice it. Yeah, that that's the thing. Again, you're like well, – well, you were, you were kind of hoping during the selection show that they'd figure out a way well, to separate these two was, teams. You would push Almont west, and then you'd have to pull a team west to east. And yeah, but, I didn't but, know but, if with, they with, would see the, the strength of both teams and go, I know we say we don't do it by this, but we're doing it by... I'm, I'm sure they'd like to, but they, they've got to be fair to everybody for travel. Mm-hmm. And Elmont or Collegiate coming up to Elmont, it's not as far as it seems. It's it's probably what thirty minutes. Yeah, I mean, uh, up Van Dyke, you shoot up Van Dyke and you go through Romeo and bang, you're at Elmont if you're Warren Collegiate. Um, so and and you just can't say to somebody else, well, we need to separate these two teams so that they don't play until at least the regional or the semifinal or whatever. So you're going to have to go 300 miles to play your first round game. The problem is a team like Detroit Pershing got in who, if they're not in now, you can pull collegiate down to Detroit and bring another team. But I will tell you what, if Almont can get out of their district and I think that the Almont collegiate game might be the state championship game. You're you're calling that the de facto. I don't want to say six championship, at least a semifinal because I think that whoever wins that game is going to roll. The regional final is going to be the celebration. Hey, we're going to the semifinals. E-Course is 7-1, and one, and they have not played anyone I care about. Um, so the winner of that game is going to roll in the regional final and then play a team. like I don't know if Constantine's how good they are, how good Michigan Center is, or if, if uh, Lansing Catholic, if they're 3-6, and six, means they're going to be really good and be dangerous or if they just got in because they played a lot of good teams and lost to a lot of good teams. But point being, you win your district. Dennis, I think you can start looking at Ford Field and, and hotel reservations the weekend after Thanksgiving. All right, well, I'm, I'll hold you to that and, and I'm going to take the wait and see attitude because well, that's be, what I do. I guess <laughs> if you beat Collegiate and then lose to like Constantine, while I'm not going to be upset you win a regional title, I'd be a little slightly disappointed, barring injuries or, oh, four kids got hurt in the collegiate game and we limped to the finish line. Obviously, that is a little bit different. Uh, Cassidy hosts Sandusky. Sandusky, I like this matchup. The problem is Millington's on the other side of the district. Yeah, this is probably Millington's district to win. However, this is an intriguing game because these are rivals Mm -hmm. and these are playoff rivals. Um, the last five times now that Sandusky has made the playoffs, they've had to play Cass City. And these are some scores, Brady. 7-0, 32-28, These two teams wrestle. There's been one bad game in 19. Cass City won 40 to nothing. So, and, and Sandusky's 1-3 against them in playoff games with two really tough losses. They this, lost in twenty, didn't they? Uh, in in twenty, it was fourteen to twelve. Yeah, and that was a and that really was a Sandusky team Sandusky. that was good. Yeah, like I think that was a Sandusky team that beat both Beach and Ubley. Uh, and year. yeah, they won the league that year. 
And that's like one of the only times it's not been beach or ugly since like 2005. Um, so, I that's mean, that's a fun one. The, these are teams that know each other. They were in the same league last year. So they, they had a league game that you can throw in there. Um, and, and they're, again, they're kind of close. They're close enough to each other. It's probably a, a half hour or more ride mm-hmm. up there, but it's not a bad trip. Um, I think that that can be a fun game, but again, yeah, I think you're playing for the right to get beat by Millington in the. But wouldn't you rather have that right than not have that right? Yep. D eight went a little differently than expected. They went north south with it. Ugly. Oh, this might be the most lopsided first round game. Ugly plays Burton Bentley. Yeah, and then Harbor Beach and Marlette rematch and. While Marlette, I think, is a good team and should have every expectation that they can go to Beach and win, after Beach beat Beale City, it's I'm feeling it's closer that Harbor Beach could upset Ubley than Marlette could upset Harbor Beach. Yeah, I, I, I just have a hard time, unless those kids have some kind of a letdown, which, I mean, I, I don't know. How, how can you beat Beale City and then turn around the next week and lose to a team that you've been constantly whipping for how many years now? Yeah. I mean, and Marlette is Marlette's and a good thing, football team. And here's the thing. It's probably just to get the right to lose to Ubley. Because Ubley went to Montrose. I mean, we, the Harbor Beach win over Beale City was huge. That's one of their biggest regular season wins in a long, long time. But Ubley went to a, a then 6-2 and two Montrose team and beat them 41-15. Yeah. Like, no problem. And I think Ubley's hitting their stride. You notice we didn't mention Mooney. That's because they went south, and they are in a district with Arts and Technology Academy of Pontiac. Pontiac Arts and Tech. Pontiac A&T is what I'm calling them. And Clarkston Everest, Rochester Hills, Lutheran Northwest is the other matchup. So... We're getting a Mooney-Everest district final, and Mooney gets a chance to atone for the sins of losing at Everest a few weeks ago and flip the script from uh, last year where they won the regular season but lost in the playoffs because like last year, okay, Parkway, Christian, and Mooney played a good game, so I can't say it's automatic, but you beat Everest, you're the favorite to win your region and go to a semifinal. Yeah, I mean... I don't know much about Riverview Gabriel Richard, but I would think Parkway's the favorite on the other side uh, of that region and that you'd get a rematch with them uh, in the regional finals. Uh, I definitely don't think they can beat Everest. And it helps Mooney that they just went there in week yes. nine and, and got a win. So, so all right, those are the 11-man. Dennis, we, we're really long, so let's take a break, and we'll, we'll wrap up with 8-man, and then we'll get into a little bit of the discussions about the playoff system and more after that. Okay. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. 
Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, let's wrap up the uh, the playoff uh, draws here by uh, going into the two eight-man divisions. Yep, we'll start with eight-man D1. Brown City draws Carson City Crystal. I don't know much about Carson City Crystal. They beat two teams with winning records. One was Merrill's lone loss, and Merrill's on the other side of the district going to Kingston. I don't know how good of a win or how good of a loss that was for either of those two teams. I I, th- I know Brown City's the favorite because right now they're probably the favorite to win it all. Well, I mean they're nine and zero. They're the only nine and zero team in eight man D one. The they didn't play a soft schedule. No, they they don't play a soft schedule now. I mean, if you compared last season to this season. Their wins in some of the games aren't as lopsided. But again, I, I think they played a more structured schedule this year and they, they had also some play like their offense. They had some was, teams that have played eight man football for a while. But their offense was their big thing last year. And when you score a lot of points, it looks like blowouts. But Dennis, twenty you know twenty to nothing can sometimes feel like a hundred to nothing if you just know the other team's not scoring. Well, it's just nothing is significant in eight-man football. When you're shutting teams out and holding them to one score consistently, and and that's kind of what Brown City does. Dennis, if Deckerville 
scored three touchdowns and kicked an extra point and scored 21 a game, do you know what their record would be? Undefeated? Eight and one. Yeah. The only team that scored more was Deckerville. They beat them 46-28. So their defense has been leading the way, and I have no reason to doubt that Brown City can't make another run and head up to Marquette for the for the state finals. Yeah, the, the only teams that got uh, 20 points or more against Brown City this year were Kingston and Deckerville, teams in their own league, and Kingston is a team that they might have to play. Right. <laughs> right, and Kingston just played Adrian Lenaway Christian fairly tough yeah. uh, in, in Week 9, who's a pretty good eight-man D2 team, but we kind of knew this was going to be the draw, and I don't think there's anyone that Brown City can play that I wouldn't have them as the favorite at. Yeah, I mean, they're going to uh, be at home until the finals. Uh, and until somebody beats Brown City, it's kind of hard to go against them, isn't it? Absolutely. Two eight-man D two Deckerville hosts Morris. This is a game that four or five years ago might have been for a state championship. Now it's in the regional semifinals. Uh, I can't tell you a whole lot about Morris. They lost to Merrill. They lost to Portland St. Patrick in close games. Deckerville lost to Brown City and lost to Kingston. This is as much of a coin flip as we have in week one. Yeah, I think this is a pretty even matchup. Um, I like that Deckerville gets it at home. Mm -hmm. I think that makes a difference. These two teams have some history, too. They have played in the playoffs against each other, and they have played for league titles against each other because for a few years there, Morris came over from there, they're over kind of by the Lansing area, they're a little east of Lansing, and and they they came over and played in the same league with uh, Deckerville and a lot of our teams in the Thumb, the the early version of the the Stars and Stripes, whatever the NCTL was calling itself at the time. And then the other side has Portland St. Patrick, a good team, but I don't think an unbeatable team by any means. They seem to be pretty even with yeah, Morris. His, his historically pretty solid is Portland St. Patrick. Uh, and they're kind of down in the southern part of the state, so uh, you know it's it's a long bus ride. You're gonna, you know you're going to be playing on a Saturday afternoon. Yes, you do. So that's it for all our teams, Dennis. Again, I'm kind of worried about our draws, but if it goes well, man, will we be thumping our chest, going, "Look at the wins our teams got." Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, again, I think there's some tough games. Uh, the the easiest game for for me is uh, Elmont's going to beat Clintondale by a million, and I think Mooney should be able to handle Pontiac Arts. And I'll, I'll be or I mean Elmont. No, I'm saying uh, Ubley and Ubley's going to beat Bentley. So there's like there's there's three first round slam dunks, and those are the three not on the picks. And and, and I'm and I'm hinging that maybe Marysville is a slam dunk. I I won't say a slam dunk. I'll say a five foot jumper. Okay. Very makeable, should go in, but there is an opportunity for them to dribble the ball off their foot and go out of bounds. (laughs) So, Dennis, now that we're, this is technically the fourth year, but really the third year that not everybody makes it in of this playoff format, and we were both kind of against it when it first started, but I'll be honest, I've kind of come around, and is it perfect? No. But has any like is it weird seeing a three and six team in? Yeah, do I love that? No. But Dennis, through all divisions, there were only like ten teams that had a winning record that didn't make it, and of them, only one was six and three. So usually every like last year it was center line that was six and three and didn't make it. 
And did probably didn't deserve to. No, no. I know they didn't deserve to. So... Yeah, I mean, uh, was it the first year or the second year that Powers got a home first game with year. a two and seven record? And I thought this isn't going to work. You, you, we can't have two. I don't care who they're playing. Right. You can't have a two and seven football. They, they didn't earn it. Right. They, they might have played seven state champs. I'm sorry, mm. they got their butts kicked. They didn't earn it. But as it's gone along, we're seeing less of that. Uh, and well, I think that was just an anomaly in year one, so we didn't know it was the anomaly. Yeah. So I, I, I the, the the system, you know, I don't even think about it while it, while it's going on. the The only time I commented on it at all this year was when we got to week six, and I said, "Oh, remember when week six used to be a big deal?" Yes, because you could have teams clinching their spot. But overall, I like it. If you wanted to add a rule that you had to have minimum four wins to qualify, I think that would be a fair compromise. Like, if you wanted to work that in the middle, is that necessary? No, but I can understand why people see three and six teams and go, come on, you lost two-thirds of your schedule. You shouldn't get in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can understand that that feeling, but uh, again – they're they're three and six because they're they're playing by the rules. They're going out and they're playing stronger teams. In a lot of cases, it's smaller teams who are playing bigger teams. Right. Uh, and and what I guess the big complaint about the old six win rule was is that a lot of teams were putting cupcake games in week one and week nine to get two easy wins and then hoping that they could slog out the rest of their schedule right, and get to three six. Three and four the rest, or four and three in the middle and, yeah, have. Yeah, play, play 500 football from weeks two through eight and have just two stupidly easy games in week one and, and nine and make the playoffs. My argument to that was, though, those teams get exposed. Right. Those six and three teams are out in the first round of the playoffs Almost all the time. And even then, a lot of five and four teams did make it. But really, at this point, I've kind of gotten used to it. And now that I've seen it in action, I don't think there have been too many teams. Yes, that Flint Powers team from a few years ago should not have been in. But like I'm looking through right now, and it took me getting to D6 to see two, three, and six teams that made it. Olivet, and they were playing uh, Portland, good team. Lansing Sexton. A good, uh, excuse me, Lansing Sexton, good team. Ionia, good team. Charlotte, good team. And Richland Gull Lake was actually the one six and three team that, that didn't make it. And they played an okay schedule. They lost to two really good teams in Lumen Christie and Norris, Kalamazoo, Lowy Norix. I don't know. Is there going to be a team or two that gets. The falls through the cracks, yes. Uh, Sault Ste. Marie didn't make it. They're a D4 or 5 team that went 5-4 and four and didn't make it. And I think they probably have the biggest gripe because, oh, well, schedule bigger teams. We're the biggest team within, like, 200 miles. Yeah, the, 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 they don't have anybody near them that they can schedule who's bigger. Right. So Certainly not bigger than they are. Right. So it... It hurts them a little bit in that way, and that, again, you're never going to have a perfect system. But I like it, and the other thing that comes up every time when the draws come out and you get a district like 
Almont and Warren Collegiate being in the same district. Or in D8, how about this district? New Lothrop, Ithaca, Fowler, and Lutheran Seminary. When Lutheran Seminary is the worst team in your district, you know you have a tough one. And people will go, well, we should seed the regions. And will that work? Yeah, I, I guess. But even still, I just feel like... Okay, you might avoid a, a bad team for one game, but sometimes, especially in the smaller schools, the regions can be so vast that travel makes that's, it tough. And that's why I think that will never happen. Like the the the, the Could state it work in D one, yeah, yeah D two. I, I, I just yeah. feel like you've got to be uniform though, right? Through all your divisions, and the the yeah, just. We can complain and go, oh, it should be this, this, and this. But then you you will get those matchups where you you know, in theory, I don't know, Sault Ste. Marie and well, here I'm pulling uh, up, I'm Holland. Pulling up, I'm pulling up D six right now. <laughs> yeah. In Region One, you have any, anywhere from Nagani all the way down to Mason County Central, which is what's that? Just north of Muskegon a bit. Probably in the, it's by Luddington. That's a long ways to go, and that's in an already spread out district. Yeah, so I mean, it just, it doesn't work out with, with the travel, and that's or, why uh, I don't think it'll ever happen. How about happen. this one? Claire and, and Reed City. Oh, no, those are in different districts, excuse me. Because um, it's not just football that people want to do the seating thing. I've They were squawking about it for basketball, Yeah, too. basketball they really wanted, and there's a, they have like a miles limit rule or something. I don't know. I just think you mentioned it, and hey, it's hurt our teams with PH having to play King. Hey, well, actually, if they seeded the district, that might or the regions that might work out anyway. But with the region, okay, Almont and Warren Collegiate avoid each other for two more rounds, but you have to play each other anyway. Yeah, I mean, or or maybe maybe they they seed it, and again, I'm just throwing out arbitrary things. And PH ends up getting somebody from Muskegon well, or you Grand Rapids. Here. You want you want an example? I'll pull up the the D three. So had they seeded, um, PH could have played. Let's see, PH would have been the two seed overall. So that means they would have played the seven which would have been actually Warren Fitz, but in their region would have been Trenton and Riverview. Like, that's an hour and a half, two-hour drive. That's a ways to go. And I just think that you you see it when you get the few districts of death, but for the most part, it, it figures itself out. And we say it all the time, not all districts are created the same, and you would have regions that were way more unfair than other regions. I go back to D8. Okay, you talk about New Lothrop, Ithaca, and Fowler, and Seminary. Oh, we need to seed the region. Okay, Mixon, Ubley, and Harbor Beach. You have six really good teams. Marlette might be the seventh best team in that region, and they're a really good football team. Yeah. So, so yeah, now I instead just, of... I don't think the seeding's ever going to happen. So um, now instead of Lutheran Seminary having to play New Lothrop, Lutheran Seminary would have to play Ubley. And you know who Ithaca and Fowler would still have to play? I think it's Ithaca and Fowler still. <laughs> or they'd be the 3-6 or something like that. It's, it wouldn't make that much of a difference. Meanwhile, you have the other half of Mooney's region where Parkway Christian's the one seed, and again, Mooney went down there and beat them. Yeah. So anyway... 
That's it with the playoffs. We'll try to learn more about all the opponents. You just go one place 32, two place 31, (laughs) and then you could really have some fun with it. For round one. (laughs) Kingsford at Marine City, round one. (laughs) Um, But it would get you what you want at the end when when you got to your, your final eight teams, you got the top eight teams in the state if there are no upsets. Exactly. But anyway, uh, that's it for the playoff talk. We'll try to learn more about these games and give you a little more of an in-depth breakdown Thursday. But we still have the top ten to get to. Yeah, the, the final top ten of the season coming up next. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Call 810-987-2185. This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Time uh, for the uh, top ten segment. Um, Week nine threw this one for a loop. Because last week, uh, our number one lost, our number two lost, our number four lost, uh... Yeah, it was not great. And then teams below them got big wins. 
So yeah, th- this is gonna this is gonna be interesting. I'm not sure. Like Brady and I have been matching up a lot on this lately, especially in the top five. I'm not sure how this is gonna play out uh, this week. So basically, the way I went about this is I wiped the slate clean. I said I don't care what it was last week, and I go if if I just jumped into this blind now, how would I do it? And I came away with an answer that I don't know if I like, and I don't know if I'll disagree with other answers. But I fidgeted with it enough, and I stopped trying after that because even right now, there's spots I want to change. So, and actually, yeah. yeah so. <laughs> so I I did mine using week nine, so it mattered where you were in week nine or in week eight. Excuse me, last week. Yeah, it mattered where you were last week. Um, and also mine is based on performance. I don't look at it and go with this much bigger school beat this much smaller school. If they played head to head, I don't do it that way. I've never done it that way. All right. So go with number 10 first, number 10. Okay. So I'm sorry if I get a little long winded here, but I had five teams that I considered for number 10. Okay. North branch. But in the end, I didn't pick the Broncos because they had a losing season and they missed the playoffs. And, yes, you can make an argument about what a tough schedule they had, win some tough games. You had a chance to. You didn't do it. Yale, they had a losing season. They missed the playoffs. And when I look at their four wins. There's one good one. Yeah, the the Armada win is, is the most impressive, and that happened way back in week two. I considered Richmond, who did make the playoffs, Beat Clintondale to get in, but they were one and three in the last four weeks, and they just don't. With Yale not making the playoffs, they just don't have an impressive win on their their schedule. Um, so it came down to Marlette and Mooney. Who did I like better? Marlette is flashy at seven and two, but uh, the, their and their losses are to Ubley and Harbor Beach, who went seventeen and one. But I actually worked that against them. Because their overall opponent's schedule was 38 and 43, and 17 of those 38 wins are Harbor Beach and Ubley. Um, Sandusky was the only other winning team that they played this year, and the only other team that they played that made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They their other wins are Caro, USA, Memphis, Reese, Waterford, Our Lady, and Bad Axe. Now with Mooney. They were only 5-4 and four this year. I thought they'd be better than that. But Mooney played two-thirds of their schedule against teams that made the playoffs. Um, and, and I didn't even realize that. Like, Well, yeah, they played Beach, they played Everest, they played Parkway, they played um, Liggett. That's what, five right there? And they played Harbor Beach, Michigan Lutheran Seminary, oh, Seminary yeah, Everest, the other one. Cabrini who got in. Uh, Gross Point, I mean, Liggett, and they Parkway. They did, but we know Cabrini's not a good team. No, but they made the playoffs. Reese went four and five. They didn't make playoffs. Um, so, and and then I looked at common opponents too, which was a wash. They both played uh, Waterford, Our Lady, and they both won big. Marlette won forty to nothing. Mooney won thirty nine to seven, and they both played Beach. Mooney lost twenty two thirteen, and Marlette lost twenty two to six. But in the end, the fact that, that to me, Mooney made it in, they went in, in week nine, and week nine made a, a difference to me too because Mooney had to go on the road, win at Parkway, who was 7-1 and one going into that game, 
and it got them a home playoff game. So in the end, I'm going with Cardinal Mooney, who had not been in my poll all year. In the last poll, they sneak in at number 10. Well, I won't be nearly as long-winded. Uh, I was between Mooney and Marlette, and I said, all right, Marlette's beat Sandusky, Mooney's beaten Parkway Christian. I think Sandusky's better than Parkway Christian. I put Marlette <laughs> at number 10. It was as simple as that. So, I mean, I don't think your reasoning's wrong. I think you could put Mooney at 10, but I think Sandusky's a better team than Parkway Christian. Both those wins were on the road. So, I'm going to give it to Marlette. See, and I looked at Sandusky's wins, and they're not as impressive to me either. Well, look at Parkway. They're, they're, equally, you want, you they're down, equally as bad. Uh, I'll just, just, I guess I'll put it that way. If you want to go down that road, so Parkway. I mean, well, I'm just saying. Right. But I, I, if Sandusky and Parkway Christian matched up in the playoffs somehow, I'd be picking Sandusky at Parkway in Sandusky or in Timbuktu. But who would you pick if Marlette and Mooney went heads up? Now, that one probably depends where the game's at. <laughs> so just, All right, number nine. It's it's fun. Number nine. I, I put Armada at number nine. They actually um, were number eight for me last week, um, and I know you, you really shouldn't punish them with Corona, but it's not really so much me punishing them as with the other games that happened, teams had to move up with, with some of the wins, and that forced a couple of teams to move down. Armada moves down. Well, for me, uh, Armada's number nine as well. We match there. Every team above them has at least three wins. Excuse me. Only one other team above them has just two wins over playoff teams. The rest have three or more. And Armada's five and four. Hey, I think they're playing good football. Do I think they can win the district? Absolutely. But their resume says they're number nine right now. Yeah, and, and again, this poll is for the regular season, mm-hmm. so not what, what right. we think they're going to do. Number All right. eight. Number, number eight, and Northern actually slipped down from number seven to number eight in my rankings, even though they hammered St. Clair and they're playing great football. Other teams dropped, other teams moved up. Northern kind of got pushed back a notch in the, the chaos. And Northern's number eight for me, too. You look at their overall resume. Their best win is over Warren Mott. That's a really nice win. I think just about everyone above them has around an equally convincing win. And their next best win is Fitz, who's a nice win. But Dennis, you and I both know Fitz in week two is different than Fitz right now. Yeah. So Port Huron Northern, number eight, we've actually agreed on two of the three. All right. At number seven is where Crosslex fell. They were my number four team, wow. and, the, and the reason it's a big drop is not who they lost to. I respect Freeland. It was how they lost. They blew a 26-point lead. If you are going to be a dominant playoff team making a big run, you cannot do that. It's inexcusable. I'm going to say that you had a little bit of disappointed dad in that ranking that I expected more from you. You can do better. You know you can do better. I think you were maybe a little harsh there. I did not drop Croslex that far. Dennis, at number seven, have the Marysville Vikings. And you'd expect a much higher jump, but when you lay out the resumes, all right, the PH win is a quality, hands-down win. But then their next best win is Lamphere, Dennis, and I don't think either of us think Lamphere is a particularly great team. They're a nice team, but they're a team that we don't think has this great – they didn't beat anyone of substance. 
And then their other playoff win is Clintondale, and that's basic. Like with Mooney and Cabrini, it's technically you beat a playoff team. But does Clintondale really – they got in the playoffs so they can practice for another week to lose to Almont. So well, they can't help their draw. I know. <laughs> Whoever they would have drawn, they would have lost to. And I could beat Pontiac or Hertz and Tech. Well, that's not in D eight. So <laughs> Marysville's number seven. I love the PH win, but everyone above them, I kind of like their big wins more than Marysville's. Yes, they have the one, but they only have the one. All right, I put Marysville at number six. I moved them up from number nine. That's a big jump for a team, mm-hmm. but they beat my previous number one team right. in the uh, the rankings. So I got Marysville at number six. Marine City's at number six for me, and it was Marine City beat Marysville, so they're going to be above them. That's the difference in their resumes. In a vacuum is a win over PH, and according to my rankings, a win over PH is worth more than a win over uh, Marysville, but Marine City's 8-1, and one, and I couldn't put an 8-1 and one team too far down the pole, but much like Marysville... Lamphere's not a great win. Clintondale's not a great win. And the only other test Marine City had was Armada. Again, all the way back in week one, so I weighed that a little less. But just, and Marine City, no fault of their own that the Max Silver was down outside of Marysville. But same thing with the Vikings. Max Silver, I just don't think, had a lot of great competition this year. And it also didn't help Marine City that... Of the two-year contract they had with Durand, year one was their awesome year, and year two they were bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mar- Marine City was actually the only team in my poll that didn't move. They stayed right at number five where I've had them for a long time now. So we had the same five through seven because I had Cross Lex at number five. You went <laughs> – I think it was a little bit I- – I-, I was oh. rooting for you and – Hey, I know it's not good. I have high expectations yes, for Crosslex, and I and I think we should. Yes, we should. And, and when when the smoke cleared, their happenings, and yes, it didn't help that North Branch and Yale lost, and they lost some bonus points there. But now you got to go to Harper Woods instead of hosting Lampfear or playing Marysville. So I have Crosslex at five again. I like the Swan Valley win. Actually, turned out to be a decent win. Swan Valley's in the playoffs, and after week one, I think after week two, they were like 0-2 and been crushed. Turns out they were an all-right team. Uh, They beat Armada. They beat Richmond. Their only loss in league was Almont, and I just, I like those wins more than the the Max Silver wins, and that's why they ended up at number five for me. Now, here's where I had fun, and it's a complete... Utter chaotic I bet, mess. I bet you we match more than you think right now. PH at number four. PH at number four. Do you want to? Do you want? They were my number one team, and they lost to the number nine team. And you have to drop significantly when that happens. Well, I just look again. I wrote out their resume. Mott's a really nice win. Northern has made that win look even better with what they've done since, and the Fitzgerald win. As your third best win is not a bad number three win to have. And when I was originally doing this, I think I had one draft. I had them as low as number six, but I'm going, I'd rather have a win over Northern than Swan Valley or, or Marysville. I certainly would rather have a win over Mott than Lamp Fear and probably Armada. And I take Fitz over Richmond and Clintondale. So Port Huron High was number four for me. 
Elmont fell to number three for me. Okay, so we did change it up a little bit. Um, explain Elmont for me. Um, all I all I can say is I, I, Ogemaw Heights is a good team, but I, I really don't know much about them. Elmont lost, and the two teams that I put ahead of them won in week nine, and that's really what it boils down to. And the team that I put to number two had, I think, uh, a, a really impressive big-time win. So I'm guessing it's Harbor Beach because I have Harbor Beach at three. They have wins over Mooney. Beale City was a huge one, Marlette and Sandusky. And I really like all those wins. That Beale City win was a huge one. And if you, if you want to talk about jumps, Harbor Beach was number seven for me. And that was as – Dennis, in the regular season, have any of our teams had a more convincing win that's not named Ubley? Yeah. Well, and I since mean, we've been doing this? Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. So we moved them up the same number of positions. We just had them in different positions. Right. I had them at six. I moved them up to two. Because I, I was completely, as good as Harbor Beach is, I was completely caught off guard when I saw that they beat Beale City. So that means I have Almont at number two. Again, Dennis, that Marysville win looks a lot, lot better now, doesn't it? I mean, the way they dominated. And if they played again today, I don't think it would be like 36 to nothing or whatever it was. I think. I hope not. I think Marysville would compete a lot more. But that that's. Marysville was seven and two. Cross Lex was seven and two. Armada and Richmond were both playoff teams, and we both said we think Armada is maybe a little better than what their record shows. Um, it was close, but I, I guess I'm being an Almont apologist, if you want to say this. Uh, so I kept them at number two. But if you want to say Harbor Beach is two and Almont's three, I don't. I think it's a pretty thin line to differentiate those two. Yeah, and and again. If they played head to head, I know which team I'm going to pick. Right, but I'm um, just I'm I'm putting Beach at number two. I was very impressed, and nothing against again, Ogemaw Heights. That's not an embarrassing loss no. by any stretch of the imagination. Elmont's eight and one. If they get by Warren Collegiate, they might win a state championship. I don't know, but just just for my last poll and just to put a little paprika on it. I put Harbor Beach at number two and moved Elmont to number three because Harbor Beach won and Elmont lost. And death taxes, Ugly ends up number one, second year in a row for both of us. They end the year as their number one team. Yeah, I mean, how, how you can't how, deny it at this point. We we just kind of stuck them at number three and let it kind of marinate there. But th- then they went to Montrose and and they just kicked Montrose butt. And their two teams above them lost. Yeah. I mean, they, they they are Harbor Beach's only loss. They just I didn't even beat. write out the wins for Ubley because I'm like, oh, Ubley, number one. That one was the easy one. Yeah. They beat Everest, who won the prep bowl. They, they beat, beat Everest by 37. They beat Harbor Beach by what, 20? 36. 36. They beat Montrose by 32, I think uh, it was. It was 41 to 15, so oh, that's 26. 26. They beat Marlette handily. They beat Santa. Like, they have, what, five wins over playoff teams? Yeah. Oh, they, and and they all by Laker. three. They all, beat Laker, too. All by three touchdowns or more. And Laker was a playoff team, are they not? Yeah, yeah, yeah I that, believe that Lakers, Laker got in, yeah. And they beat Cass City. So they have, what, six wins on their schedule against playoff teams, if I'm remembering this correctly? And, and, and again, let me pull it up. 
Uh, I, I got it right here. All so right. they beat Everest by 37. Play, playoff team. They beat Laker by 42. Playoff team. They beat Marlette by 22. Playoff team. They beat Harbor Beach by 36. Playoff team. They beat Sandusky by well, 31. They beat Memphis and Bad Axe. Yeah, well, Memphis just, and Bad Axe didn't I know, make playoffs. I'm just saying, in between there. Yeah, they beat Memphis by 63. They beat Bad Axe by so they, 39. So they beat Sandusky, Cassidy, Montrose to end. So they beat seven playoff teams. Yeah. Dennis, is there another team in the state that's beaten seven playoff teams this year? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Especially in they, they They beat seven playoff teams by a lot. And then the two teams that, that they played that they that didn't make the playoffs, they beat 107 to 6. And you know what the craziest part about this is? Compared to last year, they were a little less dominant than last year's regular season. They, like the Marlette game was close at half. They had a close game at half against, I think it was Sandusky, it might have been within arm's length. And they, I mean, they've outscored opponents 411 to 82 with seven playoff teams. Ugly number one with a bullet. So they are averaging 46 points a game and giving up nine. Sounds about right. Yeah. The, so the average score of an ugly game for nine weeks this season is 46 to nine. And they played seven playoff teams. So let me repeat that. They played seven playoff teams, and their average score this season was 46 to And nine. maybe one or two of those playoff teams were like, yeah, they got in because 32 teams have to get in in their division. Um, just saying, Ubley's good. Ubley's they, really they, good. They, they were plus 329 this season. And they are not. And, and there were games where, where they toyed with teams. They, they, they played somebody this year and started the backup quarterback. And <laughs> they are number one, and we will be back Thursday. Uh, yeah, that's a thing. So Joe Cook will be with us for the picks. Reminder, he will be me this week. Um, I have to go up, follow Wayne State to – uh, Northern Michigan, and I need to get on them to let them know not to schedule those road games in week one of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, we, for sure, are doing three games, and we're trying Probably, to add a fourth, depending on we are Joe's availability. likely doing four. Yeah. The one, and you want to tell them the three we have now, or do you want to? Well, we, we've got, uh, on Friday night, we've got the, uh, who's playing first? PH is playing yes. first. We've got the Port Huron King game, uh, and we'll also have uh, Marine City and Richmond. Uh, and then on Saturday, we've got the Northern game at 1 o'clock against Roseville. And then there are two other Saturday games that we're it's looking at. It's either Mooney, Pontiac, or Elmont, Clinton. Clintondale. So, so it's one of those two. We will figure it out. And maybe maybe we'll just let Joe choose. Nah. <laughs> All right. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.